Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting props and futures head to bet online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet use our promo code believe 50 that's b-l-e-a-v five zero to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts believe in the arizona cardinals it is the arizona cardinals centric specific show where we talk about of course the arizona cardinals here in the valley of the sun i am your co-host javon j love adams and with me as always is a man who not only played professional baseball but also played in the national football league he was on that atlanta falcons first journey to the super bowl he is the one and only ed smith what's good man Hey, man, the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray, the gifts that just keep on giving, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, next week, I can say this. Next week, we'll probably get into some position battles and all that good stuff. But, yeah, this low-hanging fruit that we can't help but to get to. So this uh, so this show, we're going to, of course, talk about the Kyler Murray contract. And if you have, unless you've been hiding under a rock, you have heard about a specific clause that is in that contract. And I want to talk to Ed about that and get his thoughts. And then uh, uh, who will be calling plays on defense? Ed played in the National Football League and he knows what position typically calls the plays on the defensive side of the ball. So some information that came out that we got from cardswire.com uh, that, that seems like it, it's again, I want to get Ed's thoughts on it. And then will it be sacks by committee for the Arizona Cardinals, given the, uh, the exodus of the one and only Chandler Jones. So let's start with it. So the, the, from what I understand Ed, once any contract, if you have access to the NFL portal, that if you're on the, on the back end, you're able to, to see, to be able to look at contracts, to be able to see some of the different stipulations and some of the, the clauses that are in these contracts. So again, if you're, if you're a, a, an exec, if you're whatever it is, you have that access, you can look at it. So it's not as if this was try, they try to sneak this in, but of course they're not going to talk about all the different clauses that are in the contract, right? So it came out that Kyler Murray has an independent study clause in his contract that requires him to uh, study for at least four hours a week, independent of what goes on in, in practices or, or meetings that are held on um, at the facility. Um, there was an article that came out towards the end of last year. And you may have remember, you may remember this. It was a, I think it was a New York times article where they were, it was about Kyler Murray and it asked about uh, how he felt about or how much time he put in terms of dedicating to the playbook and preparing for the game. And he essentially, and I'm, and I'm paraphrasing here, said that he doesn't really, that he doesn't really focus more on that, uh, focus more on, on getting into the playbook and stuff. That's not really a big concern of his. So with this independent study clause that's in the contract, I, I picked up my son from the airport. My eldest son is home for a few weeks and he found, he said, that's not a big deal. He, he made it the, the, the biggest, the biggest no deal ever. I want your thoughts, Ed. Bruh, I, I, I have been listening over the last few days and it's been, you know, both ends of the spectrum. There have been people, especially former players, that are, are shaking their head like, I've never heard anything like that before in my life, meaning not just the clause, 
but obviously some of the specifics of it. And, you know, and then I've seen and heard people, it really isn't that big a deal. He's a dude that does things differently. He sees things out there on the field that others just can't, and that's his ability taking over, et cetera, et cetera. Bro, and anything you do to to be good at it is one thing. To be great at it, you're going to have to put the time in to do just that. And part of being a great football player, I don't care who you are, is studying film, studying tape. And there's different ways to study tape, Jay. There's studying your opponent, finding out every little nook and cranny to give you whatever type of advantage that you can have. I'll give you a prime example. When I was playing one year, my brother warned me, and, you know, we we had some dinner before a game the night before. He was in town to play us uh, when I was with the Falcons. He was in San Fran. And they had been picking on me in their week of tape because they felt like I, on the field goal unit, I wasn't jabbing down. I was the left wing on the on the, the, the uh, field for, formation for the field goal team. I wasn't securing that inside gap enough before I went to guy, get the guy on the outside. Now, that might not have been the case, but it was something that they were going to attack. You know, that was from them watching film. And right. there's also another. Now, that's coaches watching film. That's players watching film. I used to watch it to get my opponent, you know, uh, you know how how he came out of his stance, whether he's a dude that stood straight up, whether he liked to bull rush you a lot, whether he was spin move, this, that, and the other thing. The other thing you do, Jay, is you critique tape of yourself mm. to find out how to correct some of your insufficiencies. You know, am I giving a, um, any anything away in my stance? Am I doing anything, my first step? Am I stepping underneath myself, you know, uh, coming out of my stance to either run routes or block, whatever it is? These are things you only find by studying tape. Now, as a quarterback, Jay, I can't magnify that times a thousand because right. now you're looking at tendencies on an a defense that you're facing. You're looking at anything you can recognize to give you a hint of what they might be doing. Maybe they might be bringing a blitz off the edge and they got a guy who constantly, you can tell as he starts inching closer, you know, he's giving it away. You only find that out by looking at the film and trying to find these things. For Kyler Murray to be like to poo-poo tape and then for the organization to point it out to us as a public and also as consumers, you and I as analysts, man, that shows me that he, one, he's not doing his job to full capacity. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is they know it, and they weren't ashamed to embarrass him. I would be so embarrassed. There are other quarterbacks and players around the league that were embarrassed for him that they hmm. actually pointed that out, that they had to put this clause in his contract. And then the verbiage, Jay, hey, while you're doing this independent study, you can't be playing video games. You can't be playing, you know, watching your tablet or watching TV. Or I mean, that is so specific that that only shows me, man, this is a huge problem. And in my opinion, I, I, I couldn't even imagine, you know, it's got to be a little embarrassing for Kyle Murray, even though he'll say no. Kingsbury has already said no, it's no big deal, you know. But around the league, I don't care who you are, if you have any knowledge of the game on the inside, if you don't know the importance of watching tape, if you think this is a small deal, then, I mean, I'm here to tell you it's not. This is huge, Jay. And once again, it goes back to his leadership, his um, desire. You talked about this last week. How much do you enjoy playing the game? 
watching tape isn't an, an enjoyable thing, but bro, I'm telling you, there were times when I felt very gratified and satisfied when I could notice something, see something, and even maybe report it to my tight ends coach the next day because I saw something that might even give us a little bit of an edge, you know, that type of thing. But that only comes from maturity, and we all know that he's battling. That's one of the things he's been battling. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is just another sign that I don't care how much money you give the young man, maybe he's just not ready for it or he doesn't want it that much. That's interesting that you mentioned that. So it's – I want to get to where maybe where the – blame lies maybe for lack of a better term blame but it makes me think of this if you are if you're in the corporate world so people who are listening up a lot of folks have white collar jobs or blue collar jobs it doesn't matter so it doesn't matter if you're if you're a delivery driver or if you are if you're an accountant you have something that's called continuous learning right so you go to different trainings to be able to pick up new skills to be able to help you now watching film is something where that's something you do every week but that's your continuous learning as you're trying to figure it out um to 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 so that you can perform the best that you can the mental side of it i don't know if you remember when michael vick went to uh, went to uh, philadelphia and at first he was a uh, I want to, I think it was Philadelphia, but he was, he had mentioned, or it, maybe it was the next stop that he had, but the point is this, he was a backup <clears throat> at the time. And so, um, he, when he finally got into the game, he performed very poorly. And he said it was because he didn't study tape. He didn't study the film. So he wasn't prepared because he didn't think that he was going to get into the game. So you have to be prepared there. But the thing I want to ask you is this, where does blame lie? Cause isn't this can, is this why some of those second half swoons that we've seen? Whereas if you're the coach and you're not pushing your player to, to look at the tape or really putting him on front street, putting him on blast, whether in front of the team or in private meetings, just you can't, you can't expand the playbook because he's not in, he's not in the playbook. So you can't do that. So since he's not studying and it, where does that lie in, in terms of where do you place that blame? Is it more, is it 50 50 or is it more on him as a, as a professional to want to do the things to become the best that he can be? That's a great question, Jay. And this, for me, this is a system, just what they call a system, systematic, systematic system. Uh, failure here. And this is all the way from the top to the bottom. You know, in most instances where you take the pie and you divvy it up, like you get 20%, you get 20. In this instance, everybody gets their own piece of 100% pie. Right. Meaning this isn't carved up. This is, this goes from Kime to Kingsbury, who's even closer to Murray, to Murray himself. And you know what I'm talking about here, Jay? This is, well, Kyle's always done it like that and he's always been successful. So, you know, we don't want to upset the apple cart and make him do something that is out of his comfort zone or he just doesn't want to do. So let's just not say anything until it gets to be a problem where you're now noticing it's so noticeable. And I'm telling you, Jay, what happens is they're in meetings or they're out there on the field, right? And we're not privy because a lot of these uh, media uh, uh, um, practices are closed to media so nobody sees certain things. I guarantee you there's times when they're out there and they're looking at something and it's been uh, talked about on on film, right? They either had a practice the day before or they did a film study, and everybody did their part in the film study except for the most important person out there on the field, right? right. And all of a sudden it's like, remember we saw this yesterday. Well, no, I didn't see it because I didn't look at the film, you know, but we'll get it on Saturday or Sunday because I'm so blessed with my cognitive skills 
most of the time I can just see it before it even happens. So no need to worry about it. And that's paraphrasing from one of his quotes from last year, right? Yeah. Well, everybody else is looking around like, well, no, nah, actually we need to all be on the same page. And maybe you see something, but we're all seeing something different. But if we all have the same picture in our mind because of what we saw on film, then we can all be on the same page, not you just freelancing and doing your thing because – once again, you're the smartest dude in the classroom. You're the smartest <laughs> dude on the field. You've always had success. Nobody's ever told you anything different. And in this instance, bro, this is something that rather than put something in a contract, right, this is something that last year, early in the season, when this was something that was being noticed by the coaching staff, hey, let's not make this public. Hey, uh, Kyler, and this is Kingsbury talking to him. Hey, Kyler, I need you to come to my office. We need to have a little quick little chat, you know. Sit him down in the chair. Hey, Kyler, this is what I'm seeing, and this is what I need more of from you. I know you, you know, you see things, but I need more dedication on your side in terms of I need you. Let me ask you this, Jay. Yeah. You know how four, you know how four hours in a week, bro. It takes you that long to open the tablet up. Sometimes <laughs> four hours of study for a quarterback spread out over a week. Yeah. Quarterback like a Tom Brady. And I'm sure they're nice when Giselle's like, when is he coming to bed? Or, right. you know, damn, you getting up at this hour in the morning because he wants to get as much in as he possibly can. Four hours in a week, bro, you might as well, I mean, that's like, you might as well go ahead and get the Cliff Notes version and not do, and not read the book because you're not getting anything in in four extra hours in a week or if that's right. what they're going to mandate for him to do. You go right. home, bro, I tell you, told you stories all the time. Me as a tight end, I would be leaving a facility. I'd go grab me three or four bags of ice, drive home. I'd, you know, get comfortable after a little something to eat or whatever. I'd sit on my couch. I'd put ice on my knees, ice in my lap, on the shoulder, wherever it was. And I'm going to date myself here. But I'd pull out my little tape, put it in the VCR, and yeah. now I'm sitting there watching my tape. And I'm going play by play, like I said, watching today's film, whatever they put on our tape, you know, whether it was opponent, uh, first and ten, short goal line stuff, uh, you know, passing situations, blitz situations. I'm going back and forth through that tape, looking, 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 just one frame at a time, one play at a time to see what can help this backup second or third string tight end figure out. I'm not the starting quarterback face of the franchise for the organization getting ready for a a total game plan that's all geared toward me, meaning the other team – San Francisco, Rams, whoever, their entire defensive unit is game planning for you. So you know what they're doing, Jay? They're sitting at home watching hours and hours of tape on you to pick up every tendency, to pick up every little nugget that can help them figure out the strategy against you. But it's not that important to you. It's no big deal. I'd rather play a little extra Halo and get that in than, you know, man, it just it's nonsensical to me. I have no idea how they can justify it. It's interesting because again, before we move on to another topic or two, but this is really the gift that keeps on giving is that your, your talent will only get you so far. Now for some people only so far might be playing elementary school sports, right? For others, it might be getting to the college level for others. It might be becoming a professional, but when you're there, once, once your talent has gotten you so far, it, it would seem to be 
uh, it would seem to be wise to try to complement it by adding additional skill, uh, adding additional tools to your toolbox so that you, so that when your skills start to wane, you have the mental side of the game that can help you to stay a step ahead of the competition and be able to find those opportunities, uh, to, to, to help your team win. You said it right there, man. You, if you think your town is that supreme, you know how many play guys have played in this league before you and then will play after you, the amount of talent that has come into this league. Uh, and the, the, the sad part, Jay, there's a lot of dudes that if they would have put the effort in and would have studied tape and taken their trade, uh, or their, uh, trade that much more serious, you know how much, how bigger and uh, of an impact they would have had on the game. It could have been become some of the right. best to ever play it. But right. they left so much on the, the floor, uh, you know, because they never put that extra in. And, and that extra, sorry to cut you off, that extra no. could be a player that never worked out getting into the gym to, to be able to, to start to, to make yes. his body the best it can be. That player that never looked at film to start to look at film. There's so many different ways that player that, um, that was, that wasn't consistent enough to try to work on being consistent and, and, and avoiding those, those dips. So it, it comes in a lot of different ways. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better. There are so many different ways that you can separate yourself from the rest of the pack. Uh, and when you have that, here's the thing, when you have the, the type of talent that Murray has, he's already in his own company. So, right. you know, it's one of the uniquest athletes as far as his skill set. He throws such a pretty ball. He's such, you know, quick twitch. He's fast. He's this, that, and the other thing. He also has other things that are working against him, though. His yeah. size, his durability, you know, right. use, use film study. Here's another thing, Jay. You could pick up the old tape of a Drew Brees to find out. Look, I'm like his stature, maybe yeah. a little shorter. Let me find out how did Drew become so successful at mm-hmm. finding lanes to throw the ball, being able to step up in the pocket to avoid, you know, the, his, his hit the eject button. Everything's looks like it's coming too fast and scramble and have to just, you know, go down. And that peep like he always does. Find right. out what you know what the footwork looks like of a Drew Brees or this or that, you know, Russell Wilson. These are other things you do. It's not just to look at today's opponent and tomorrow's opponent. It's to evaluate yourself against your contemporaries, how you want to every day figure out a way to try to get better. And for him to once again, this is someone who's walking around with his butt on his shoulders, man, where he thinks he's already that good with his film or or Looking at that stuff going to teach me that I don't already know. Well, Kyler can teach you a whole lot. And, you know, while others are looking at him like, man, that's embarrassing. I'm looking at him like, you young, stupid fool. Hmm. What you could be learning and, you know, showing us. You you know, it's it's unbelievable, man. I'm just at a total loss when it comes to his attitude toward the game. I'm going to leave you with this and all that. And he got his money. And he got his money. So how you going, now you're, now you're saying, I'm give you this money and put this clause in, change your behavior. That, that's risky. That's risky. So believe in the Arizona Cardinals. Now, Ed, on the defensive end, on the defensive side of the ball, who calls the plays? Who, who's the play caller? Cause we know that on the, you know, the, the quarterback on the offensive side of the ball, then we know that the, the relationship between the center and the, and the quarterback, but we know the quarterback is the quarterback of the offense, but who's the one that, calls the plays on the defensive side of the ball. Normally it's your middle linebacker. Huh. Uh, that guy of everything. And what he does, huh. he you know, he'll call out the play, he'll call out the you know the, the I guess the front 
and scheme, whether it's, you know, loops or this or that. And he also calls out yeah. the coverage. So he's responsible for all that, Jay. So wait a minute. So there was, there was a report that came out on, on cardswire.com where, where Cliff Kingsbury had mentioned in terms of, uh, no, was it Cliff? Yeah. Cliff was talking about, you know, who he, who he was going to put in place to maybe, you know, a, a, a list of guys, a group of guys that might be making some defensive play calls. Now, I thought that the Cardinals drafted Zayvon Collins to be the dude, to be that Mike, that Mike linebacker, that middle linebacker with so much responsibility. They were so confident in him. And so that's what is supposed to be his job, if I'm not mistaken. But if I read correctly, among those who are in the, who are being considered to be, make those defensive play calls are like, uh, Jalen Thompson is one, uh, who else am I looking at? Um, yeah, so Jalen Thompson is being is being included in that. Maybe um Isaiah Simmons might might get into that as well. But is that a cause for alarm or is that a much ado about nothing? I think it's a concern, Jay. And if you remember, there were games last year, you and I, we were wondering whether Collins even dressed the number of snaps. As, as the season had. went on, he as played less and less. On. Yeah. And I think I heard something where he was he played about twenty percent of the defensive snaps last year. And, bro, that is not a lot of snaps when you're talking about taking the leap from 20%. Now, here's the thing. If you're going to be the play caller, Jay, that means you got to beat out there for every, basically every play, right? Ray right. Lewis never missed a snap. You know, right. so that means Ray was out there making the calls and everything, but Ray was playing 99.9% of the snaps. Right. Maybe Collins, that you know, are looking at him and they're like, well – he might only be out there 50% of the time. So how can you call 100% of the plays? So maybe we need to gear up for somebody who's actually getting So for me, it's a bad sign of maybe how he's progressing. and Or he's just not ready for it yet in terms of taking on that load. Because you got to remember, and I've been there before, when you're thinking out there, Jay, the game is right. still going on. And it's not waiting on you. So imagine you got the headset on, you got somebody barking in your ear, and then, well, all the offense is already coming out of the huddle. Some of these teams are quick pace, right? Yeah. And you're getting the play, and you're trying to get that to everybody. And then what do you got to do next? You got to figure out what the hell you're supposed to be doing, right? <laughs> right. I mean, it's not like, you know, so there's a whole lot of things going on out there. And quite honestly, with the number of snaps that he played last year, they might just be thinking he's not quite ready for that full load. And now, I mean, Go ahead. I was going to say, now, <clears throat> there's two ways to look at this. So one, to be as a little bit of cause for at least to be able to look at it and pay more attention to it from that point. But it, but the other side is at least they're not trying to fit a square peg into a round hole, so to speak, from the, from the coaching, because, because Cliff is not the one that drafted him. So that, that's Kime. Kime drafted him and said, here you go. But so at least he's saying, all right, well, this, this may not work out. So let's, we're going to try to see what we can do to get some of, see if anybody else is prepared to do this so that you're not jeopardizing the team because of a high draft pick, right? Or am I wrong on that one? No, you're right on that. I mean, they, they, if anybody knows what Zaven is capable of, it's his coaches. They, 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 you know, they put him in the spot. Um, you know, they, where did they draft him? Obviously they watched him play last year. You know, they've been watching him over the offseason. I guarantee you. And here's the thing. It's not just the physical ability, Jay. It's the mental part 
of the game that might be just overwhelming for him right now. Because right. in what happens in these meeting rooms, you know, we, we think, you think they just go in there and they just look at playbooks and look at some film. No, there's a lot of quizzing going on while the day is going. You know, his really one of the things. Oh, yeah. One of the things his coaching staff might be doing, especially, you know, whenever they see him, just quickly throw out a, a, a formation to him. This is a call. What do you do? Ooh. Uh, 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 if it's not Ooh. rolling off your tongue as fast as water down a, a you know a hill, then I mean those are signs that eh, you know. And it, man, I'm telling you, it is not as easy as hey, we call the play to you and you just repeat what we said. No, man. Here's the other <laughs> thing you got to remember, Jake. They yeah. call a play in the front, and then all of a sudden the offense makes an adjustment, or you know mm-hmm. they go into an audible. Yeah. You're now responsible for making the check. Not just your check. Imagine you see a quarterback all the time. He goes up to the line, check, check, you know, red, red, red. You know, he's changing the play. Yeah. Defensively, you got to be ready to do the same thing mm. as quickly as they're making the adjustments. So it's not just get that call in your headset, make a call, oh, we're good. No, it's adjustment because now mm. they get into a formation that, wow, we got this blitz call. We cannot run this blitz against that. Uh, Razor, razor, get out of that, get out of that. Boom, you know, you got to call the coverage. You got to get these dudes to where they are. And that's all happening so fast. So as he's as they're sitting there and, and thinking about it, he might just not be ready for this yet. Interesting. So we'll definitely keep an eye on that, especially with the as the preseason goes, depending on how many plays each player plays, et cetera. But that might that'll be something. So whether can it's Jalen Thompson, whether it's Isaiah Simmons, Buda Baker. Yes, sir. Buda Baker might be a good guy to do that stuff. He could. The other thing that really hurts these players today is, one, the lack of full speed and hitting during practice, but also the de-emphasization. Is that a word? I just do one out there. <laughs> de-emphasizing. There you go. Yes, yes, yes. De-emphasizing of uh, preseason games. These guys are getting so few snaps. Right. Your, your starters doing preseason games. Some of them none. Your veterans are – so you don't even get a chance to go out there and make the mistakes that don't cost you anything because they're limiting their snaps and everything so much. So now, right. by the time you get the full steam ahead, everything counts, no holes barred. It's the first week of September. And like I said, sometimes there's not enough. You know, you can walk through everything as much as you want, Jay. Walkthroughs and looking at it on a board and even watching film are not going to ever replace uh, live bullets out there on the field, and I just don't think they get enough of them to be able to, you know, it's just crazy. Speaking of live bullets on the field, believe in the Arizona Cardinals. We know that Chandler Jones is is on my Raiders now. And so with him goes the, what is it, I think last season he had, what, ten and a half sacks after that five sacks? Five in the game, yeah. Five <laughs> in the game. But but having said that, still there's the the threat of of that sack or that that pressure coming from from the outside is is gone. Uh, we have Marcus Golden that is left there. What did he have? Eleven sacks last season. You have some other players like a Devin Kennard that will uh, that that will be looked on to be able to to provide some of that pressure. Maybe some sacks. Dennis Gardeck. Um, you know. Then they had what is it? The, you had the the rookies that that they brought on board that they drafted. What is it? Cameron Thomas and Myjay Sanders. Um, it's got to be by committee now, right? I mean, you can't rely just on one person. How it's it's early because we don't know what these rookies are going to be able to do. Uh, but what do you? 
how, how do you think that this is going to, you think this bodes well, or is that, is that a point of concern? Cause I think there are a lot of question marks on the defensive side of the ball for sure. Huge part, uh, part of concern for me, Jay. And, you know, you bring up the numbers for Chandler. You know, he had a 11, was you said, uh, 11 and a half on the season? Yes, sir. He had five in the first game. No, he had 10 and a half on the season, five in the first week. Now, people will look at it and say, well, he just fell off, right? Now, you have five sacks in the first game of the year, Jay. You become a focal point of every team that you're facing the rest of the way out. And right. they're looking and they're saying, look, if we got to put two, sometimes three guys on Chandler, at least he's not going to blow us up. If we don't give him full attention, you know, this is what he could do. He could be, you know, having our quarterback for breakfast, lunch, and dinner uh, on, a, on any given Sunday. So the fact that he was kind of stymied, the, the, you know, from game one on, that doesn't mean that he wasn't as productive. It means teams were paying that much more attention to him. Now you take him out of this lineup, you don't replace him at all, and who does anybody have to pay special attention to? In my opinion, it's going to be even tougher on our line and and uh, front to get at the opposing quarterbacks unless we get very creative with our uh, attacks. A lot of twists, uh, some blitzing, which puts you in peril in the secondary if your you know secondary can't hold up. So it's going to be by committee. It's also going to be by fire. Um, yeah, and I don't yeah. think, and you I, leave I yourself open for a lot of those. Some, if you're going to be yeah. maybe trying to blitz to create more pressure, or the more people that you bring. But in a, I mentioned this name because this is a sore spot for you. But it's going to put more pressure on somebody like a or more higher expectations uh, <laughs> on JJ Watt, right? To not only to not only get some pressures, maybe a sack or two, but to do what? Stay healthy as well. Yeah, right? I was going to say on the I mean the eight or nine games it'll give us this year. I mean, I here's the thing. I JJ Watt is one of the best to ever played game. I joke about it all the time, but yes, we got him in the point of his career when injuries have become a huge factor. And in my opinion, he's not out there enough. Uh, a year older now. Um, it's not like you know, there's a fountain of youth out there you can jump in. So with a player like JJ Watt, you're anticipating. You know, it's not when he's going to be out of the lineup; it's how long. And when, you know, what part of the season he might be out in the lineup. And without him in there, man, it's going to, you're talking about committee, man. It's going to be flip a coin who is, in my opinion, who's going to be that factor uh, on the defensive uh, to, to, to make those, to make the plays that maybe get us a win or two or save us from time to time. It's going to be, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Because the, the more pressure that we get, because again, there's question marks in the secondary as well. So we think about those corners. We need to, the more pressure that you get, the, the, the quicker that the, the quarterback needs to process and hopefully he makes a bad read. And that puts us in a position to be able to, to either have that incompletion or if we can get that interception and then flip the field, that's going to be important as well. Well, I'll throw it at you too, Jay. Who's our run stopper? Who, I mm. mean, teams will, we, we, there were times when teams ran down on us. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, it was unbelievable. And that opens up everything else as far as attacks against this offense. If we don't have anybody to stop that run, anchor it up front, obviously, you know, getting to the pass is going to be secondary, which I think we're open for all types of issues with this defense this year. As you mentioned, no Chandler Jones, no pressure, trying to get creative. You open yourself up on the backside. Uh, could be a lot of big plays. And then we're going to have to see if we can – once again, cover the tight ends. I'm, hmm. I try to make every one of them a pro bowler when they come up in the playoffs. 
Indeed. So this has been Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. As as always, we bring this to you with our different take and look on it. We are excited to be talking about this as the as training camp continues on, and then we get into the exhibition games, and then when we get into the regular season. But on behalf of the one and only Ed Easy Smith, I am Javon J. Love Adams. Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend about what we have going on here at Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. And we, as always, are presented by Bet Online. And as we always like to say around this time. Are you kidding? Till next week, be easy out there. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.